Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And I have with me today Mehdi Daoudi, who's the co-founder and CEO of Catchpoint. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm suddenly self-conscious about my English accent, because I think we say Catchpoint, and maybe I should say Catchpoint, uh, but I'll, I'll be somewhere in the ballpark. It, it sounds good. <laughs> okay, now... Um, Originally a New York company, and you've been around about eight years, is that yes, right? Yes, that's correct. We just celebrated our eighth year. Uh, we, are, we started in New York. We are an offshoot of the Double Click Mafia, uh-huh. that, uh, that obviously one of the largest success stories of New York and the tech industry in general. So I was at Double Click between 1997 to 2008 after the Google right. acquisition, and so I, I stayed a little bit at Google and decided that... Uh, we can uh, we can do something a little bit more different. Right. And I, I did notice, looking back at what you've done, you seem to have been consistently involved in quality of services. It may mean a number of different things, but uh, the theme I see there is operational excellence. I mean, tell me a little bit more about your own background and how you got into this part of tech. So I, I actually, I used to, I, I, I went to a business school in France uh, and uh, Nothing to do with technology whatsoever, mm-hmm. but uh, I had this uh, very influential marketing professor that uh, literally uh, said uh, in various courses so many things that have influenced me uh, and, and, and shocked me and marked me. Um, and uh, so, uh, so when I started my career at DoubleClick, uh, this one-on-one message, the right ad at the right place for the right consumer right. was something that resonated with me. I think it was going to change the... the advertising in general. So at DoubleClick, I started as a sales engineer selling the DoubleClick technology or supporting the DoubleClick technology. And in the early days, the system would have a lot of issues and crashes. And so in my apartment in New York, I set up a monitoring system that would alert me whenever DoubleClick would have problems. And so it became became a a disease uh, to keep the systems up and running. And then we had this unbelievable CEO, founder of DoubleClick, Kevin O'Connor, uh, who said, uh, who told me, Mary, you know what, why don't you uh, fix it? Mm-hmm. So he, he, you know, we set up a quality of service team. And really the goal of the quality of service team at DoubleClick was to ensure that we had the best performance, the best availability, the best ad integrity from accounting perspective. And so we had to build everything from scratch. In 1999, when we set up that team, everybody looked at us in the industry like, what the hell are you doing? But it was really about advancing the purpose, the message of what DoubleClick was doing and ensuring that excellence was, was one of the pillars. And so we, we won business and DoubleClick became who they were because not only we had an amazing product, the richest product out there in my opinion, but also because we had the best performance, availability, reliability. Right. So people felt safe putting uh, our tags on their web pages. Right. And the, this theme follows very neatly into what Catchpoint does, this idea of availability and reliability. And what I like to do is to talk about that more generally first, because the background here, I guess, is Catchpoint supporting really some fundamental functionality when it comes to online businesses. And then we'll bring it back around more specifically to marketing. So generally, what does Catchpoint set out to do? Sure. So we are here to help companies deliver an incredible user experience. And that user experience is it's obviously digital, mm-hmm. uh, uh, foremost, uh, but it applies to everything that 
we do as human beings online today, right. whether it's shopping on Amazon or shopping on any other e-commerce site, booking our travel, booking our food, calling Uber. There isn't a single thing that we do that doesn't involve some kind of network interaction or uh, service interaction. And so our customers are driven by, um, obviously, they want to achieve their revenue targets, etc. And so today, you cannot achieve those revenue targets um, if you have bad availability, if mm-hmm. you're down, if you're slow. We live in a world, obviously, where... Um, we all have ADD, I guess, um, and uh, the, our level of patience is to the at the lowest level. Oh, yeah. After two seconds, we we're ready to move on, and so we are here to help those companies keep an eye uh, on their infrastructures, be able to deliver their service, but most importantly, is be able to predict and be able to get alerted as real time as possible that there might be problems before the actual users are impacted. Right. Because every second counts. And so our job, the way I get satisfaction is when a customer calls us and say, tells us that we saved the day because we told them within seconds that there was a problem and they were able to rectify it before users are impacted. The, the challenge is also that most companies are dealing with is everybody's global. Mm-hmm. Your users yes. are global. Your users are coming from different machines and tablets and phones and Wi-Fi's and, and cellular networks and geographies. And, and so that complexity has actually increased over the last 10 years, not decreased. Yeah. So being, not only being able to tell you that you have a problem, but try to help you uh, where the problem is, 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 is really cool. One of our customers told me this story, and, you know, we live in New York, so you get to appreciate this. He said, you know, most... Some of our competitors, they will tell you that there is a fire in New York. Well, good luck. (laughs) We're a catch point. What we aim to provide to our customers is there is a fire in New York. It's on 36 and legs, third floor, make a left. (laughs) And, oh, by the way, there is a cat under the bed. Don't forget it. I think if we we can achieve that to some of these, for these customers, it's it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to take a little bit deeper into this. But first of all, just for clarification, are you playing in the app space at all or is it exclusively uh, web? Delivery. So we're actually playing in, in all kinds of spaces from, obviously, websites, uh, API services, DNS infrastructure. We all know what happened a few weeks ago yes. when half of the Internet uh, went offline. Uh, so DNS monitoring, we had a lot of customers that were able to quickly identify that the problem was DNS because of our tool sets. Uh, we are into we're getting ourselves into some of the IoT devices as well because right. that's also a user yeah. experience, right? Yeah. So, so we're not just a web uh, piece. Okay. Uh, we have a, we have two solutions. One is the synthetic monitoring that actively monitor things, but we do it across different channels. If you want to look at it that way, web, mobile, API, DNS, etc. And then we have a real user measurement solution that captures real user traffic, again, whether it's on a mobile app or right. or a, a real browser. Now, okay, so help us to understand this because it seems to me this is a very complex challenge because of the, the number of stages a packet of information has to go through. We, yes. I mean, the Internet basically is a lot of cables under the ocean. Uh, gets through that, it, maybe it goes through through the cloud, and it's not literally yep. a cloud, of course. It's at servers on a farm somewhere. Yep. It gets the the packet information gets to me, and maybe my desktop is 
overloaded and out of space and not working properly, or there's a problem with my phone. There are so many things, it seems to me, which can slow down these internationally delivered packets of information. Where are you able to intervene? So it's not about us, it's about the customers. Okay. It's about our customers. So our customers want to deliver the best user experience. They wake up every day not asking themselves, how can I make your life miserable, Mr. (laughs) You and Kim as being the customer, but they go to work every day saying we're going to deliver an incredible user experience. Things get in the way every day because that's the nature of the game. So their job is to be able to say, okay, what I'm in control of, can I monitor it? Can I measure it? Can I make sure that at least what I'm in control of is working? Because what happens on your device, on your computer, or you're, you're cruising on the 101 in California at 100 miles an hour, has an impact, obviously. But they cannot control that. Right. So our job is to, our customers want to know whether or not within their controllable environment, their stuff is working. That's uh-huh. number one. Um, so, late, so there are a few factors that impact this. Uh, the first one is latency, the network yes. latency. So think about it like the time it takes for me to say something and for you to receive that word or that sound bite, right? That's the best way to describe latency. Uh, The further you are from me, the harder it's going for you to hear and say, hey, what did you say? What did you say? What did you say again? So an example is this uh, watch company in Japan that launched this website of this new watch they were introducing, but they were serving it from Japan. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in New York. And the page took 30, 40, 50 seconds to load just because of that latency. So latency is is the killer, uh, literally, in a lot of the things our customers deal with. The other one is just the reliability. So our customers also worry about traffic influx. Uh, So what they want to be able to do, again, they they go to work every day with the best intentions in the world. And reliability means the ability to deliver the consistent performance throughout the day because your customers are global, your customers are coming every hour of the day. There is no 2 o'clock in the afternoon anymore. You need to be ready to deliver that same quality of experience throughout the day around the world. And so that's what they they deal with. And we help them because we have this amazing network of mystery shoppers, if you want to look (laughs) at it that way, about 562 of them actually as of this morning around the world that basically is giving them a heartbeat of their services. Are you okay in New York? Are you okay in New York on Verizon? But you're not okay in New York on Comcast. Uh, And is it your fault or not? It's peeling an onion. And the faster we do it, the sooner they can go back and and make your experience better again. Okay, I understand that. And I think I misstated a little because what Catchpoint is doing is not going in there intervening in the sense of fixing a problem. What you're doing, if I understand it correctly, is you're identifying where the problems are with some specificity and possibly also predicting them and alerting your customers so they can get under the hood and do what needs to be done. Absolutely. Okay. We are that doctor that is constantly <laughs> probing to make sure that you're okay. Right. And uh, is it the case, for example, when you've identified a problem for one customer, you understand the network sufficiently that you can tell that that problem is going to affect other customers? Yes. Yeah, so sometimes we see some of these macro outages. So d- d- before, I would say in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, what you used to have is a lot of macro outages 
on the internet. Today, we, besides a few countries or a few parts of the world like Asia, PAC, etc., we're mostly dealing with micro outages, something mm -hmm. that happens only in Denver, something that happens only in Seattle, etc. So the, the, the number of problems has increased, but the size of the problems has decreased because, you know, content delivery networks such as Akamai, Fastly, Verizon, etc., have done such a great job at, at spreading the content of, 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 of the customers all around the world. Uh, but there are still infrastructure challenges that still happen. Again, what we saw with DNS a few yeah. weeks ago. So in those cases, yes, we see certain outages or certain problems that when a customer calls our support line, uh, our support team is able to tell them, yeah, don't worry, it's not you. There is this I thing see. going on in China right now. It's impacting everybody. Or, yeah. you know, such and such provider, like a cloud provider, maybe might be having an issue so yes, we're seeing we're seeing trends. Uh, the goal is how do we make those trends available in such a way that everybody can consume them, mm -hmm. um, but come to the smart decisions because you don't want to say, hey, we're seeing this, and then the customer says, oh, I, I understand it's the problem with so and so, but it might be something else that is really on their end. So we don't want to to hide stuff under the carpet when it comes to outages and just say a blank statement there is a problem with with a particular vendor. Okay. Now, I sort of bring it around to marketing, and, of course, the, I, I think by now anyone listening should understand how important this is. Um, some of the possible problems uh, you've identified, um, marketers might be unaware of how web performance is impacting specific campaigns, don't know how fast the web or mobile, mobile sites are working for different users, um, users complain about bad experiences, or maybe you've done something new which has brought your site down. I mean, how can you go about um, helping people deal with these kinds of problems? Sure. So the first thing is an agreement that, and I told you about my marketing teacher who who, who influenced me a lot in France, and um, so he he gave me this uh, this marketing mix. And the, the first time I heard about this marketing mix, I, I found it to be fascinating: product, price, promotion, and, and and placement, I guess. And but the new, there is a new P in, in town, and that's performance. Yeah. In a digital world, we've been I've been saying this even at DoubleClick, so it's probably twenty years I've been saying this. There is a fifth P in the marketing mix, and that's that's performance. So, so that's number one. Number two is, we can agree today that performance has an impact on brands and has an impact on revenue. If your brand is worth $100 million, a $1 billion, a $1 million, mm -hmm. if people can associate, people will associate performance degradations with your inability as a brand to provide a good user experience, then your brand is worth nothing right. in, in the eyes of the, of the customer. So that's, that's fact number one. Fact number two, studies after studies have shown a decline in revenue or a decline of people spending money with websites that perform less than others. Yes. Right? In the old times, you would try to go to Costco, you would drive, you arrive there, the door is closed, you have to get back on your car and find Sam's Club. Um, today, opening a tab yep. on your mobile device or browser takes 200 milliseconds. Your competitors are 200 milliseconds away, yep. and, they, and people don't go back. It's, not, it's one thing to leave, it's one thing to ever go back to that brand. So it's very important. So let's agree on those key principles, if you want, in, in the world we live in. Performance is a business differentiator. That's what makes or breaks a, a company these days. Um, so how do we help them? Um, 
we the marketing and, and IT have to get together. That's number one. It's rally around the performance <coughs> metrics, uh, make sure that people talk to each other in terms of, hey, I'm launching a campaign. Uh, how is our website doing or how is the landing pages doing? Uh, there was this early customer of ours that was spending about $20,000 a month okay, on AdWords, mm-hmm. $20,000 a month. Um, and then the landing page would take 20, 30 seconds oh, to load. Wow. And then they never understood why their, their, their ratios were so bad. Right. And then once we helped them fix that, we, we pointed to them. Because before you need to fix something, you need to measure it. And that's, what, that's where we come in. We yeah. try to tell you this is how bad the problem is. So once they saw how bad the problem, then they, the fix was actually fairly easy. And then they had the ROI. But they were literally wasting $20,000 a month. And they never understood why things were not working. Well, you click on an ad, the landing page takes 20 seconds. Nobody waits 20 seconds. Right. Today, the, the benchmark, the number is two seconds. That's what people are saying. I don't know if it's true or, or, or false, but um, bottom line, it has to be fast. So marketing and IT have to work together. Performance is a rally point. Um, and, and there is no excuses. Literally, there are many tools out there, including ourselves, there are many solutions out there to measure, and you can improve if you measure. Right. You have to know where you're starting from to get Absolutely. better. And, yeah, I, I agree. I've uh, seen... Sorry. Sorry, one last thing. Um, so you need to baseline. You need to understand what's good, what's bad, what's hot, what's cold. So that's the baselining part. The other thing is benchmarking. How do you know how well you're doing if you don't compare yourself to either your competitors or to role models. Okay. I have customers that compare themselves to Google and Apple. They are not the Google nor an Apple, but there is an aspiration to do as good yeah, as Yeah, makes them. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So in other words, it doesn't it's not necessarily what your competitor is doing, but what a widely used yes, website is doing because of, that yeah. creates people's expectations. Yeah, and I must say, I've seen exactly the same statistic, the two-second tolerance, and people's patience is not going to get any any longer. So plenty for catch point to do. I think my kids are measuring things in milliseconds at this point. <laughs> um. Okay, so plenty of opportunities. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast, Mehdi. And uh, everyone out there, look out for the next one-on-one. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me.